Welcome to Crime and Wine. I'm Pamela Fagan Hutchins, your host, and this is the show where I talk with other crime fiction writers about the stories of thrills and suspense that will leave you mystified, sometimes horrified, and always wanting more. Please join me in welcoming today's special guest. Hi out there, everybody. I am so excited today. I'm excited because we're going to not only talk about the chills and thrills that'll leave you mystified, but we're going to laugh while we do it today. And laughing is good. Before I welcome our very, very funny um, special guest, I'm going to give a shameless plug. Uh, I admit it, this moment is all about me and the new releases that I have out, which are, whoops, there we go, Her Silent Bones, her Hidden Grave, Her Last Cry. It's the Detective Delaney Pace series. It's the first time I've gone hardcore crime fiction. So help me not fail spectacularly at it. Thank you so much. And now let's move on to our special guest. Anya. Congratulations to you. And all three came out last week? All three came out last week. My publisher talked me into a scary thing. <laughs> well, it's working. Hey, you know what, well, you guys, this is Tanya Kappas. For those of you who don't know her, she is like the queen of cozy Southern mystery. Does that work? The queen? I wouldn't say I'm the queen. And I, <laughs> I am a mother of four boys. Um, they're all adults between 30 and 24. And I always said I am the queen, the jester, and the princess of my family. <laughs> but I hope I'd be the queen of cozy mystery, but I do sure love it. <laughs> uh, and you and well you should you rock at it you guys she is so funny I'm going to start by telling you a little bit about her but first through the lens of her teacher in oh I don't know fourth grade who said Tanya worked hard to improve her reading grade this nine weeks her daily work was much better she felt on at the end when she didn't turn in two out of the required three book reports you guys this woman has gone on to turn in her book reports. She has over 180 mysteries out. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I take, I have that report card and it's the old, you know, big yellow report cards from the seventies and um, where you even had to take uh, construction paper and, you know, staple it together and write my name on it and color it. I don't even think we had stickers that I could put on it and you'd slip it in there. I have all of those. And that one in particular, it cracks me up, you know, because and my mother always hates and I know she's probably watching, but uh, <laughs> she hates when I take it and on stage and she will travel with me and I always laugh and say, you know, my mom was a stay at home mom until I was 12. Where, where were you in these? <laughs> I know. You'd come home and say, don't have any homework, mom. All good. And your mom's like, look at my little angel. Way to get it all finished at school. And you know, that is, if that isn't the only book report card that says that, or that's not the only report card, it's through my history of school that says that. Um, but that's the one that sticks out the most because it's so funny. She said she would have done, she was trying to be so nice and said, you know, she would have done much better. But I have to say that my, my small town of Nicholasville, Kentucky, um, all of my teachers are very excited that, you know, I have moved on and uh, moved past that fear of writing those book reports. <laughs> They're like, look, she made something of herself. <laughs> you know, it, I think that's really cool that you still have a, a connection. Do you still live in the same town? 
but you keep connections with some of the people there and the teachers and things like that? So um, my whole family still lives there. So I live about two hours north outside of Cincinnati in Kentucky. And so they're in central Kentucky. They're right outside of Lexington. And so that's central Kentucky, about two hours south of me. And so all, um, I have my cousins and some aunts and uncles and all my high school friends. And you know, everybody still lives there. Um, and that was a big deal when I moved um, away. People were like, I cannot believe you're moving out of town. I'm like, I oh, know. Thinking, and that was back in the '90s. You know, I graduated college. I was a teacher, and I'm like, I'm out of here. <laughs> but I go. I always say that's home. That my stuff lives here. <laughs> but that's home. I love it. I love it. And um, I wanted to share that we're having some people check in. We're probably going to have a lot of commenters that want to talk to you because you are the queen of Southern Cozy Mystery. Um, so this is actually Emily. We talk with, Hi, Emily, who says hi, ladies. And our friend, Carolyn Ritter Aspenson. You're amazing too, girlfriend. Yeah, she's, I've been on, I was on the phone today with Carolyn for an hour talking about planners. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so tell us a little bit about your foray into this new series? So a couple of years ago, I got this idea of writing a girl and I, I live in a small, I live in the middle of the woods, actually overlooking the Ohio River. And literally I can go 10 minutes and be in Cincinnati that way. I can go this way and I'm in the rural Kentucky. So there's a small town that's so cute and it's called Camp Springs, Kentucky. And it is known for its stone houses that built back in the um, late 1700s and early 1800s. And they're still standing. And I'm talking two foot block walls out of stone. And they have a driving tour. There's a winery. There is, it, it's amazing to see these houses are still standing. And you can drive, like I'll drive right up to these people's house that own one of the stone houses and they do two tours a year. But since I live here, I kind of was doing the research and, you know, coming up. And then they have a, they have a saddle club, which is I got a horse parking. It says horses parking here. People drive, ride their horses up there. And you can be a member of the saddle club in order to go in and eat and have drinks. And then they also have like little rodeos there. Also they have a, um, rural fire department, volunteer fire department there. And they have a winery. Plus, because in this area back in the 1800s, it was the biggest wineries in the United States. And so we had Kentucky yeah. bluegrass, which is why we got fast horses and great bourbon. It's all from our, our bluegrass, our limestone. Yeah. So um, wineries over the past 10 years, I'd say it started popping up prevalent again in our area. But um, so you know, the grapevines are already there. So people are starting to go there and re we now we have like a couple of wineries in this small town. Then there's a farm that you can actually go and get real beef and real, you see the chickens, the chickens running around, you get real eggs. Um, and it's all natural and really organic grass fed animals. Um, I went there and learned how to make hand pies because they also oh goodness. 
Um, also, so what happened is that this other farm, they um, owners bought the other store in Camp Springs, Kentucky, which is the Camp Springs Tavern. And there's like no post office. There's no stores. This is all in this rural and you have to drive the roads or, or your horse to get to these <laughs> places. And so Camp Springs Tavern um, every other Thursday night has bring your own instruments. So we have, so when you go, it's a, it's literally a tiny bar in this stone house. <laughs> and I mean, it's, I don't know, I mean, it's the size of like a bedroom. It's not that big. So people come in with their fiddles, their banjos, their guitars. Uh, they're like, uh, instead of bringing in a big drums, they'll bring in the box and they'll drum on a box. And so that I'm like, oh, I really have to put somebody here. And I've been writing so many cozies, you know, the, I like Maisie isn't your typical sleuth. She is a little grittier. She's skewed on the side of the law. And I think sometimes I think about myself, like if one of my family members was in trouble, I would help them hide the body and we would then go to church on Sunday. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so Maisie just came to me and I just like start, she just started pouring out of me a couple of years ago and she is on the wrong side of the law and she ends up being a confidential informant for the, the uh, marshals here in Kentucky and Cincinnati. We, and my brother-in-law is an undercover drug cop. So, you know, I kind of, you know, know some of the things and um, just asking him, you know, what's, what the deal is and learning that even just over, through being in, um, you know, cozies and taking the local police academy and different things, you know, that you do to right. do thrillers, right? And ask the people, become those friends. So Maisie just kind of um, popped in to my head and I had my editors edit it. And she's like, oh my gosh, this is like Sweet Home Alabama and Justified had a baby. And I'm like, that is so right. Because... I don't know if you ever watched Justified. Oh, but I love it. Yeah. She is Boyd Crowder. She is not, she is not ruined. Like she yeah. is bad and she's. And he's hilarious, right? So it's yeah. still, it's still so Tanya Capix. It's yeah. still so Southern funny. Yes. And Harlan ain't too far from me. So I'm like, I know those people well. <laughs> so, you know, I, but I held on it for two years and I've had the covers for all three for, the two years of my cover artist, she's like, when can we show these covers? I'm like, no, we can't do anything. My readers aren't ready yet. You know, my cozy yeah. readers aren't ready. I've got to educate them because the covers look a lot edgier because right. I love those thriller covers. I'm like, I'm just going to do it. I don't care. And so <laughs> but I'm going to educate. I'm going to educate my readers on what they are. And, you know, you have hard boiled mysteries and then you have your cozy mysteries and you have your thrillers. So it's somewhere between a hard boil and a cozy. So I yeah. started plastering hard boiled cozy hard. And people were like, what is this? And I would say, you know, she's a, there's still no, you know, sex or cussing on the page but it's the cozy feels with chiller thrills and it's fast paced. It's more fast paced. Like in my cozies, you really get to know the town and you really get to know, you know, the grandparents and the cousins and the second cousins, you know, yeah. when you get Maisie and it's fast paced and um, you know, when it, although she's on the side of the law to help fulfill her duties to get off her charges 
um, you know, there's a side plot that she has to be bad in order to help a best friend. And, yeah. um, and, you know, you see her grappling with that, but at the end she's like, oh heck, I got to go help my friend. You know, they'll never know. We'll just yeah. cover that up, which of course will happen in subsequent books. Um, so I started to educate my readers and I started to read some of the chapters and it's still on brand. I've always said that I'm my brand. My books are not my brand. I'm the brand of my right. books and my publishing company. And so if I can bring them along the Southern, which is what they love, um, and the, you know, the funny Southern mm -hmm. and funny, then I'm still under the umbrella of Tanya Kappas. And so that's, that's what I tell them, you know, it's still on brand. It's still fun. Um, if she takes you for a wild ride and you just have to love her because she's just so crazy. But, um, and so, you know, I was really excited. It was, it was a, this morning, it was still number one in hard boiled new releases after a week. You know, I was super excited about that. And, um, but it was funny because even authors were messaging me when I first said, I'm, you know, got this book up for pre-order and they're like, what are you doing? Are you switching genres? And I'm like, you know, is this even a genre? No, but I'm picking it up. <laughs> Maybe, but I'm still Tanya Kappas. It's still on brand. You're going to love it. I promise. Okay. If you don't love it, I'll give you money back. Everybody that I've heard from loves it. In fact, Emily is telling us right now she's almost finished and she loves it. And I know that your readers are going to love it because, the, um, oh, by the way, that would be my Malamute who, oh, sweetie pride, you need a hug. Yeah. Oh my God, she just got on the treadmill. She wants to, I'm sorry, we cannot oh, do that. Are you stuck inside? Is that our exercise? This is our exercise. Yeah, they're sled, they're like real sled dogs. Like we have sleds and we're in Bakersfield, California temporarily. And these dogs are like, Oh my God. So anyway, she's standing on the treadmill and crying right behind me. Thank God for the fake background. Excuse us. Um, so <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So Jeff Crawford just checked in. He he's, do you know, Jeff, he's a horror writer. I don't, and I don't write horror. I'm telling you, it's, it might look like but it. He likes all writers and he says, sounds interesting and got to dig the accent. <laughs> yes, you do. You are authentic. Oh, oh yeah. I write the way I talk. When I, uh, first I had a, one of my first cozies, um, I had three books out and it sold to Harper Collins back in 2014. And uh -huh. um, it was a, a ghostly Southern mysteries. And so they said, well, we want to purchase your series. And I said, well, we'll, we'll take one contract of one book and see how that goes. <laughs> and so, you know, they were like, oh, you know, we can't really publish, you know, you, you can't really talk like this in a book. I'm like, oh yeah, I can, you know, and I've <laughs> sold, you know, 30,000 copies. I think I can talk like that. If you're wanting the book, then you're going to have to keep it the way it was. <laughs> and it served us well. So I'm very, you know, the way I, the way you see me here is exactly how I am the way I write. And, um, and I'm not saying it's right. You know, I wasn't supposed to be a writer. Um, <laughs> I was a teacher by trade in elementary school. So we sang the wheels on the bus. Um, and, you know, and then I also um, went on to be a child therapist and I still sang the wheels on the bus. And I never, I tell you, when I was in therapy with the family and when I was like talking to the parents and the child and I'm looking at the mother thinking, Oh my God, you're, you're the problem. We need to kill you. I thought, I, I think I'm at a point now where I need to stop this career and really think about doing something different. Yeah, yeah. No, no murdering the clients. Um, no. And we're here, you know, 
commenters are chiming in. The Ghostly Southern series is so fun. So, yeah. And that's where it all began. Now, you've got more books coming out one after another this year. You are a hardworking woman. Um, so you, how fast will you be rolling out uh, Maisie's series? Um, so she'll, uh, the next book in that will be out in May, I believe. Uh, I can look at my planner that Carolyn and I were talking to. Yes. So May is one and then the next one's in August. So I, uh, again, since I'm an independent um, self-published author, um, I can schedule out and write my books and, you know, I'm empty nest. So yes. we have, we're both up here. My husband um, did early retirement um, last year after 35 years to come work for our company. So he um, helps out now with a lot of the advertisements and things that I would do in the afternoon. And now I've got even more time. I think he's like, keep writing, keep writing. But, <laughs> um, you know, it, it does allow me to write more and I love it so far. And I... I'm about three books ahead, so I can take off if I want to. That's and, great. You know, so that is what my daily um, consists of is writing and taking care of my community of readers, which I yeah. love. Well, you do a great job of that. You guys need to go out to our website and to her <laughs> Facebook page and her Instagram and check some of this out because she really engages with uh, all the people that love her books, you know, uh, reader, reader of the week, or reader of the month, I guess you do postings and all reader kinds of week, yeah. reader of the week yeah. and just really fun stuff. So, and I have a Patreon, I have a few thousand people there and we do a monthly zoom. We have a monthly book club. We, um, are right now we're exchanging Galentine's. We do a month, we do a Christmas sock exchange and we pull names and they um, we don't open them up until the Zoom. And then we open up our sock exchange on Zoom. That's uh, Friendsgiving. And then every year in October, I host my own reader get together. So I saw that. That's so fun. And you take it to a different location every time. Every year. Yeah. We rent a mystery train and a mystery troupe. And um, while we're um, there, we do local things like this year. It's in Cincinnati, just right across from me. And um, hometown, you know, and we're actually doing um, right here in Kentucky and northern Kentucky was one of the biggest gangster um, populations yeah. in, Nor in Newport. And so we're going on a gangster tour. And then, oh, oh, yeah, Cincinnati has an underground tour. And there was actually a beautiful, and I know this, my husband was an electrician in a former life, um, but they have a beautiful, real subway system in Cincinnati that's never been in operation, but it has beautiful tile. It has the train board down there, the turnstiles. It, I mean, I can't, it is beautiful. It is amazing. And so they actually take you on an underground tour of Cincinnati. And then also where they did a lot of bootlegging, there's a lot of caves that go up to the old, the bars that are there now that where they, yeah. they would, um, you know, scoop the booze up. And so we're doing that as well. And then we'll have our thing. So it's a lot of fun. It's going to be super fun. So you guys go check that out. We're moving to the speed round with Carolyn now, which means we're going to ask her some of the same questions I ask most of my other guests. And let's see if I can successfully return us to a different banner. There we go. Gosh, I'm getting good at this. Oh, only a hundred more shows to go till I have it down. Um, this may be show 100. So wow, congratulations. It is. Um, yay, we're at 100. Um, or 101. Okay, so uh, pizza or sushi? Oh, pizza. 
Oh, good. Plotter or pantser? Pantser, but plotter? (laughs) (laughs) How do you even say that one? Um, Dog or cat? Both. Any animal. I would take a horse, cow. I've got, where I live, I've got raccoons. I have coyotes. I have fish in the pond. I have uh, skunks and lots of deer and squirrels. And I got it all going on up here. I love that. I love that. I'm going to show up and come visit you. It's, it's happy hour. What are you ordering? Oh, happy hour. I'm uh, Drink wise, I would order a vodka and soda water. Yeah. yeah. I like Deep Eddie's grapefruit myself with oh, a little soda water. So yeah. um, what, what would Maisie be ordering? Maisie would be ordering a beer. Yeah. Sometimes a little moonshine. Now, my family, uh, my cousins do have a steel in our family barn, so we do make the moonshine, and there is a little clear in the in the in the book. So um, I love it. He has a little bit of that with the beer. (laughs) Okay, so when you are in the process of writing, if you had to pick one phase, would it be that you enjoyed the most? Would it be first draft, rewrite, or research? First draft. First draft. Yeah. Um, Okay. I hate it so much. Oh, I have an idea. You write the first drafts. I'll do the rewrites. And Carolyn will do the research because she likes that. Oh, she does. Yeah. (laughs) Somebody sit Carolyn on it. (laughs) Exactly. Mess it with it. (laughs) And last question. If you could be one thing for a day that's not being a writer, what would it be? What would you want to be? I would go back and be a therapist. I love it. I loved it. I loved working with families. Um, and I still talk to a lot of my families. They still show up to things. And, you know, the kids now are in their 20s and 30s, but it still was a, such a rewarding because I work with um, developmental children with disabilities and their families. And it was so rewarding. And do you find that that's been a real help to you with writing the books, you know, that your work as a therapist? Oh, yeah, because I can take things that I've learned and had to work with in the systems. Um, and then because some of the systems are a little sketchy and I would be like, wait, I can I can get this service. I'm like, well, not really. Not down here in the because I was with um, families that were in rural, rural. Yeah. That, and I would go to them. So, yeah. Good for you. You know what I think of when I think about rural Kentucky? There's a picture that goes around occasionally on Facebook of librarians delivering books on horseback. And I think it was in Kentucky. And that that's, I think of that. And I think of, um, I think of Justify. Oh yeah. And it's all like that. <laughs> I mean, it really is. I mean, like, oh my gosh, you know, and it is all yeah. like that. And I love well, it. And I love I, being from here and I love living here. And that's why all of my books are set in Kentucky. And I think your readers love it too. I think that um, they're going to, from what I'm hearing, really, really love this new series. I really love this new series. I can't wait to have the um, uh, the the other two books in the series come out. But we do have one last reader question. And Emily wants to know, does Rowena clean your face every day, Tanya? I don't know if you saw it on my Facebook, but I finally posted a picture of Rowena every night. She, so we got Rowena when she was rescued by a local rescue and I, she had come with three kittens. So she was an eight month old mama and the kittens were already adopted or I would have taken them too. 
but um, she, um, I think, has that still mama instinct so many years later. And yes. I think my eyebrows are so big that I think she thinks they're kittens. So she's <laughs> grooming them at night. In the middle of the night, I'll wake up and she's grooming me. And I'm like, <sighs> so, <laughs> you know, and, you know, a lot of times I don't even care what I look like. I, I post pictures up on Facebook and they're not, I'm the last rose of summer, honey. And so what happened was that she's over there grooming me. So if anybody wants to know what she's talking about is um, last night, I finally posted a picture of Rowena's tongue going. <laughs> I love it. You got, you've got to be real, right? You've yeah. got to be real. Um, and that's what you get. That's, you know, the way I am right here is the way I am. And people say that is, oh my gosh, you're exactly the same online as you are in person. I'm like, yeah, I don't change. <laughs> got to be authentic. I mean, every time I move, I see the dog treadmill behind me. Can you see that red thing? Uh -huh. That is actually the dog treadmill. Okay. We've got to be real, right? Yes. <laughs> and readers love that because honestly, we're no different than them. You know, no. the same same every day. We're just trying to make a living like they are. And we're just getting up and doing our thing and super appreciative for everything that they read. Absolutely. Because you know? we wouldn't be able to do what we do no. without you guys. That's right. So. And congratulations on all three books. Congratulations on all 180 of yours. I'm tired. I know. I just have to work harder, Tanya. I have to work no, harder. You don't. <laughs> you guys, this has been so much fun. And I tell them a little bit about the best way to experience sleight of hand. Where should they go and get it? Uh, what formats are available? Uh, that kind of good stuff. Okay. Well, it's on Amazon. It's Amazon um, Kindle Unlimited. And I also have it in hardback, paperback, and large print. And then it's also will be out in audio through Tantor Media, but not for like a couple of months. So. Okay. So we'll hold on for that. And I'm an audio, an audio listener. So I'll watch for that too. Oh, good. And um, I really enjoyed it. We've been crossing paths for a while now and it was great to meet in person or. Yes sort of in person. Yes, thank you. Well, thank you. And we're going to say bye to Tanya. Bye, Tanya. Bye. And then I'm going to go through the stuff you know I have to do, even though I hate to. It's the boring stuff to watch past shows, although actually that is the good part. You can watch, for instance, Carolyn Ritter Aspenson from last week or Craig Johnson from a few years ago. You go to my website, PamelaFaganHutchins.com. If you go there, you're also going to get the chance to pick up my books like the um, uh, series that Tanya and I will be like co-promoting later this year, which is the Katie Connell series. And it's funny and it is a little cozy. Um, paperback, hardback, uh, large cover, uh, large print audiobooks. And the big one, here we go. Crime and Wines copyrighted by Authors on Air, Global Radio Network, a digital media corporation with 4 million viewers and listeners in 153 countries, not all of whom are mine, but a lot of you are. And I thank you for it. I thank you for reading. I thank you for tuning in over and over. And I wish you a very fond farewell. And I will see you next time. When I watch this, I have to turn off a couple of things. Well, this is so hard. I have to turn off a couple of things to turn on my final, final Thing. Are you ready? Are you ready? Boom. Thanks for joining us today on Crime and Wine, chats with crime fiction authors and Pamela Fagan Hutchins. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll check back in with us next time for more thrills, suspense, and stories that will mystify, sometimes horrify, 
and always leave you wanting more.